When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today we are back for another episode of General's Orders as we prepare for Game Week 14. Now Game Week 13, um, not quite as much of a disaster class as Game Week 12 and Game Week 11, but still very challenging for a lot of people. There's a lot of people out there wondering where their points were coming from. Some green arrows, some red arrows. We've managed to find one of the managers who did get a green in Game Week 14, or Game Week 13 I should say, ahead of Game Week 14. It is of course... Mark the FPL general, and yeah, starting to make a bit of progress going into the Christmas period, chipping away at your goal of 100k by Christmas, aren't you, Mark? Yeah, hi, David. Good to be back for another video. It's uh, yeah, it was a good game week. It was, I remember when we were talking last week going into it, we had low expectations, as did many managers. When you look at those fixtures on paper, they were quite tricky. Um, was going to roll a transfer, ended up making a move, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, good to come. I think it was a small green arrow, maybe 20k rise, which I will take all day long in what I thought was going to be uh, an even worse game week than it was for you know player points and stuff like that. So good to come through it without any damage done. And yeah, very excited for this very, very busy December period. Seven deadlines. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Hopefully a lot of fun. It could be could be a lot of pain, of course. It's FPL at the end of the day, but at least we're excited before it all starts. Hmm. And uh, yeah, this of course is the last episode of November and we've also had the last international break out of the way as well. Now we've got all of that out of the way, hopefully with all of the injuries in the distance. Um, although, I mean, they're not quite so far in the rear view mirror yet because some of us still have some flags, not quite as many as last week. Hopefully we can head into a Christmas period where that just churn of game weeks every week um, is just going to always give us an opportunity to come back from the very worst result of the previous game week very quickly. Um, or I suppose, alternatively, pride cometh before a fall. You might have a good game week and then a poor one. So there's, there's just a different shift in gear now, isn't there? Yeah, it's going to ramp up big time. It's going to be yeah thick and fast, especially we're going into now the three game weeks in the space of about seven or eight days. So you've got to be on the ball in terms of, you know, at least have a loose plan of transfers and stuff like that. And um, you're going to have to a lot less time to make decisions, which for some people is a good thing. Some others like me like to have that full week to make a decision and to kind of assess everything from the week before. It's obviously harder to catch up on the games from the weekend and watch all the highlights when the deadlines are coming thick and fast. So it's, it's going to be, it's always, I always find this quite a tricky little period, especially these first three game weeks. Uh, you know, weekend, midweek, weekend. So uh, if we can get through those, then it's it's a little bit easier after that. That's right. I mean, th- these next three are kind of like a dry run for Christmas where you get three in sh- quick succession, then we go back to the usual model for, I think, two game week deadlines, I think it is. And then, of course, I think we have another three between sort of 
Christmas Eve uh, and the new year. And of course, the end of that wildcard period as well. Me and you both have our wildcards still intact. We're obviously going to talk about our longer term plans when we come uh, into our teams as well. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of talk about strategy now as well. I mean, even if people have used their wildcards as talk of the free hit in Game Week 18, for example, Game Week 18 is on the horizon. And, and again, I'm spoiling the whole show. I mean, <laughs> there's stuff we're going to talk about later. But um, yeah, it's it's not just a Christmas period. It's a Christmas period with the, with a blank right in the middle of it, isn't it? Yeah, it's tricky. The the blank is a spanner. It would be would have been a lot easier to go into this Christmas period without that. Um, and it's certainly an interesting time for those with and without wildcards, obviously coming at it from different angles and, and something I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting to you about because, to be honest, until this point, I haven't given Blank Game 18 too much thought. So I think it's about time we start to do so. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be uh, really, really cool. Finally, I won't be the only one banging on about it in all the videos. So Everyone else who's, who's heard me like a broken record for weeks, they can start getting frustrated with all the other content creators who've joined the Blank Game Week 18 party. It's, it's nice of you to join me here. It's been very lonely, um, <laughs> but it's about time I had some guests over. We'll get out some crisps and we can start munching on them. Um, before we get on to that, uh, as ever, we've got a bit of housekeeping to do and a little bit more than usual uh, at the moment because, of course, it is that time of year when there are deals left, right and centre and we've got quite a few of Fantasy Football Scout. First things first, uh, we've got membership offers at the moment so there's a Black Friday deal on at the moment that has been extended into this week and um, sometime later this week. If you sign up as a Black Friday member for Fantasy Football Scout, then you will get yourself a seven-day free trial and a free gift worth up to £12 from Good Team on Paper. They do some fantastic prints and designs um, and things like that. And, uh, of course, if this is, as I always say, and I've said on a lot of these videos, this is the time of year when you get your Christmas shopping in, right? So if you haven't got something for your dad yet and you want to get something really cool, football-themed, some kind of poster or print something like that then they are a great place to go i am definitely going to check out their west ham selection for the father in my life of course and of course the other thing is that you get this seven day free trial with fantasy football scout as well so this deal basically costs you nothing um, and you will either end up with a free gift and seven free days of scout membership or you will end up with a free gift and you'll then want to sign up afterwards because you found it so useful and without wanting to make this uh, the shopping channel we also have a merchandise uh, announcement as well we've got a new website www.fantasyfootballmerch.co.uk we've got hats beanies caps all kinds of hats really to be honest t-shirts mugs jumpers all with some really cool fantasy designs on as well and if you use the code black friday 25 you can get a 25 percent discount when you check out as well now speaking of checking out hopefully mark didn't check out just then because i have subjected him to an absolute sales pitch so let's uh, bring this back down to earth uh, with how mark got on in game week 13 51 points as you mentioned it's uh, it's a green arrow not not a huge one but not a small one either about 20k places is up to 157960 as his overall rank at the moment uh yeah so talk us through and for the benefit of the podcast listeners let us know you know who who you had and uh, what points they scored as well yeah, you were talking about merch there, and I'm just thinking I need to put in an order at Scout for a for a T-shirt of some kind of with Anthony Gordon on the front because he <laughs> basically been carrying the troops uh, recently. He's been taking over quite nicely. Basically, if it wasn't for Anthony Gordon in Game Week 13, it would probably have been a, a probably a nasty enough red arrow. Uh, the 13 pointer from him was very welcome. So, audio listeners, the team Johnson with a one pointer, Cash with zero, Gabriel with another clean sheet. Every clean sheet from Gabriel is very satisfying because he's been there since game week one. We suffered through the pain and we're finally getting some points now. Shimakis blanked against City. That was expected. I sold Jared Bowen, so I wasn't really sure what to do with Bowen. There was, wasn't any clarity on whether he was going to be available or not. On Friday, I felt there was maybe a decent chance he might actually turn up at the weekend. 
But because I have no bench, I have I got four zero pointers on my bench. So that tells you how bad it is. I didn't want to I didn't want to go into a scenario where F Bowen didn't turn up. I didn't want any of my bench players coming in, you know, like Augusto and Bayer. I couldn't rely on them. So I just made the transfer. I was excited about owning Eze all week anyway. So even when there was a few more positive Bowen comments on Friday, I, I just stuck to the plan. I was in Ireland. I was at a wedding. I wanted to stop thinking about it on Friday evening so I could enjoy my weekend. I didn't bother waiting for any further updates on Saturday. So I just made the move. And of course, that did not work out. I actually missed the I missed the live action on Saturday and I watched match of the day after the wedding without any knowledge of the results. And when the Palace game was on, I, I was watching it. And I was like, where's Eze? Why? Why is he no longer on the pitch? I know he started the game. So I was actually quite fearful that it was a red card because I, I couldn't see him. But uh, an injury and probably a transfer out later this week. Elsewhere, Son Blanks scored a hat-trick of offside goals. Not exactly what we want to see. Gordon with a 13. Salah with the assist. Watkins with five. Captain Haaland again for 14. And Alvarez blanked. I think that may be four blanks in six. So his time might be getting a little bit short with blank game week 18 in mind. So overall, small green arrow. We take it all day long. And hopefully a good period coming up now in December of more green arrows. And your team's looking in really good shape, actually, for game week uh, 14 as well, uh, for the most part. Um, Eze, of course, uh, is, uh, yeah, the, the orange uh, flag in the middle of your midfield. Uh, and the bench, as you always say, <laughs> not looking amazing with the Camp Gusto and Bayer and Turner. But outside of that, um, well, you've got significantly fewer flags in your starting 11 than me, that's for sure. Um, and some good fixtures, some good home fixtures for a lot of people this week. And actually having two Man City attackers against the Spurs high line, um, struggling for results a little bit without Madison and a couple of key def- um, defensive people. Do you feel pretty happy with how this is set up for 14? Is it a rollable opportunity for you to get some transfers in the bank? Yeah, I think it, it would have been a rollable opportunity, but I've always been planning to get in Bumo, like many True. others, for Game yeah, Week 14. Sure. I haven't owned them at any point, and you know, it's three or four weeks I've been planning to do it. The plan initially was get Eze last week, keep him for three game weeks with a good fixtures for Palace and then sell Gordon this week for for Bumo. But things change very quickly in FPL. Gordon puts in a big performance. I feel a lot better about him after that. And then Eze picks up the injury. So the, the cash is there. So it's probably just going to be Eze to Mbumo. And then the starting 11 is looking healthy. There's no flags once Eze goes. And I'm, I'm just playing... I'm playing an 11 player FPL game this season. I'm not worrying about the bench. Uh, obviously it's it, it could become problematic very soon, but I'm just hoping that the 11 uh, most of them should be okay for minutes. Maybe some doubts over Shimakis sometimes. I'm not really worried about Gabriel's minutes that much anymore. Um so Ezi Tabumo's looking like an obvious transfer. Uh, I think a lot of people will be making obvious Mbumo moves this week and then look, you know, thinking a little bit further ahead, it's probably I'll probably keep Matty Cash this week for Bournemouth, but then it's two tricky fixtures coming up. So maybe a defensive transfer game week 15 for someone like Saliba or Pedro Porro. And again, the, the 11 feels good at the moment once Eze's gone and, and Mbumo's in there. So the wild card, it's it's probably going to be, you know, I, I always say it's it's there. If in any game week, if it's needed, it's there. If there's a, you know, if disaster strikes in European matches this week, for example, in terms of injuries for some of the players, it's always available. Which is which is a nice comfort blanket, but it's it's probably going to be you know game week nineteen or game week twenty now for for the wild card. Yeah, that's why I'm still hoping to be able to play it then. Although I am a bit more injury ravaged than yourself at the moment. Uh, I suppose my big question to you is: we obviously are going to talk about Black and Game Week eighteen 
in more detail later. But while we've got your team on the screen, how you are planning to sort of tackle that, I guess, is at the forefront of, of, of my mind in terms of what I wanted to ask you. And, and obviously, I've got my ideas for my team as well. Uh, based around the fact that uh, everybody's signing in Burma this week, and I, I probably will do the same, but he doesn't play in 18. Uh, selling cash seems to be on everybody's list at the moment, understandably. So the, the, these in isolation are solid moves that make total short-term sense. But Aston Villa plays Sheffield United at home in game week 18. So it's almost like the sliding doors of what everyone wants to do right now actually conflict with what would optimise a game week 18 team. Um, so how, how in your mind are you sort of um, marrying those two kind of conflicting ideas up? Because, I mean, they make total sense and I may do similar things, but when 18 comes along, what's the plan? Yeah, I, I probably, you know, compared to maybe some other content creators, um, I play FPL a lot more kind of short term than long term. I don't do a huge amount of long term planning. Um, and maybe it's a, a, a slight weakness in my game that I don't look too far ahead because I just know how quickly things change. You know, the Gordon to Bumo, but now Eze to Bumo transfer is a good example in the space of a week. So I really haven't been given 18 too much thought. And part of the reason as well is I just don't think it's worth worrying about too much. It's just one game week and I would much rather, you know, do really well over the next three game weeks or four game weeks before that. And if I take, you know, a bit of a red arrow in game week 18, that wouldn't really bother me too much. So I'm trying not to get, you know, in previous seasons, like almost every FPL manager, I've been guilty of falling into the trap of, you know, focusing too much on one game week. And, you know, you know, if there's a couple of teams missing, every transfer you make for three or four weeks beforehand is geared towards one game week to to make sure you have 11 decent players on the pitch. But I'm trying not to do that too much. I It's not going to stop me from buying Mbumo this week. The, 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 the kind of loose plan would be Mbumo can come in now and he can go again in 17 or 18. Uh, I've got Haaland, so he'll just be benched, I would imagine, for game week 18. And Alvarez will almost certainly go at some point before game week 18. So I expect to get there with just Haaland from City and Brentford. So it shouldn't be too hard to navigate. Uh, you know, if if Bayer at Burnley, for example, keeps his place in the Burnley team, I think he's got Fulham in game week 18. Um, you know, free. I certainly won't be free hitting in game week 18. I think it's better to keep that for a later date in the season, maybe for a big blank game week or even, you know, playing it more aggressively in a in a double game week. So the, the short answer is I'm not worrying too much about 18 and it's probably not going to influence my transfers too much apart from selling Alvarez, which I, I'm tempted to do anyway. You know, if I, even if Alvarez didn't have a blank in 18, he's I'd like him to be doing a little bit more. Uh, and there's a few other strikers that I like. And there's I could even move to a 3-5-2 if I sold Alvarez with all the good midfielders out there. So yeah, not gonna not gonna worry too much. Uh, you know, worst case scenario, if I only played 10 players in game week 18, you know, I'm not gonna lose any sleep over the weekend uh, of game week 18 so we'll see how it goes and obviously I'm keeping one eye on it with every move I make now but I'm I'm not prioritizing game week 18 let's say that yeah no certainly that makes sense and certainly from past experiences of one game week dictating everything I can definitely uh, think of a few that were very disappointing for people so yeah you do definitely need to uh, strike a balance and yeah how that's going to look for everyone's team is going to be very different uh, for sure and yeah we'll talk about it a little bit more when we come to the orders later on now you've mentioned that you um you know are you know quite happy with the the way your team is in terms of your injuries right now and you probably don't need to use your wild card to get through an injury situation well I will stick my team on the screen because my team continues to become 
a just total mess um, with every week that I let those injuries fester. And um, I made a similar move to yourself in game week 13, and I did bring Eze, but I um, yeah, didn't uh, sell uh, Bowen. I sold Matoma uh, because my injury crisis going into this one was Cash, Matoma, Bowen, Haaland, Destupinian, Van der Ven. Uh, is that all of them? It was six in total. I've lost count. I just had so many flags. It was unreal. Now, um, I didn't panic. I didn't use the wild card, even though I could have done In previous seasons, seeing that many flags, I probably would have just done it out of kind of autopilot. But, you know, we are old hands at dealing with injury crises this season. That's for sure. So I knew that I, I should be able to get 11 out if I was lucky. And Archer playing um, Bournemouth was, was useful as well. Um but yeah, I like you felt pretty confident Bowen was gonna was gonna have some involvement based on those Moyes quotes. I'm quite surprised that he said them. So that made me think that the whole thing was maybe overblown in some way. And then uh, he didn't play. <laughs> Just I would have rather have known nothing. Now the other flags meant the Matoma was more of a of a um, someone to get out quicker because we were, we were confirmed that he's definitely out you know um and then we actually talked last week of course about my defenders there was just all rubbish this week so if you're going to sign someone make it someone who's got an attacking return potential i of course signed as a i did the very impulsive thing shall we say of making that transfer on the deadline stream on saturday and captained him uh, which basically was because of Haaland being injured and well flagged I should say and playing Liverpool and the thing that frustrates me about this is that I you know in, in some respects I have been mocked for this and that's fine like <laughs> I, I expect that um, but you know uh, some some people in fact on Saturday were very very kind very sweet they sent me some messages like oh someone should just check how he's doing see how see if he's doing okay oh, that's very sweet <laughs> honestly worst things have happened in my life than my captain going wrong so it's all good it's all good but the thing that's frustrating is that Exactly what came out of Haaland was kind of what I was expecting and influenced the captain's decision. I kind of expected one attack in return. And had Eze not got injured and, you know, it was entirely possible it could have come off. So it's kind of frustrating, not because I don't, I honestly don't feel like an idiot. There will be some people who think I should feel like an idiot, um, but I don't. I just feel disappointed at something that could have been. Um, and also at the same time, I suppose I should argue that I have been getting a lot of jam this year. So it was about time that I got unlucky because I think I was with this because we couldn't necessarily see the injury coming so yeah um you've only just seen my team as you said you only just saw it before we came on and you raised some eyebrows on my captain selection am i am i am i a fool or am i a bit unlucky or something a bit of both <laughs> it was more i raised my eyebrows because i i don't think i expected you to, to even sign as i wasn't sure if, if you spoke about him that much last week um but again to see the armband on him as well that, that was a bit of a surprise <laughs> but again it's you know, fixture. If we play the fixtures, it was there was a reason we brought him in, and he was he was a captaincy candidate because of the fixture. And I know it's 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 easy to say this now, but I feel like if he's played ninety minutes, he would have got something in that fixture. You know, Palace Palace were pretty decent in attack, and he had a couple of opportunities early on. You know, it's a good save from the goalkeeper. We he has the penalties as well, so mm -hmm. who knows? Yeah. Uh, on another day, you you do very well at Eze and. If there's ever a week to go against Haaland, you know, it's if, if he's playing against Liverpool and it was just one attack in return, you know, he didn't he didn't punish you with a brace or a hat trick. So um I'm sure people will do similar this week. Some people might captain and boom against Luton. And who knows, that might work, it might not work. But um there's certainly especially I think you're having such a good season as well. It's kind of it's, you're allowed to do something like that with a captaincy and you know if it comes off you're you're a genius you're not only having a good season then you're probably you know heading towards you know top 10k top 50k if you if you get a big 
captaincy haul from AZ. So easy to say in hindsight now that it was a mistake, but I think before the game week it was uh he was just, he was certainly in the conversation for the armband. Yeah. And and as you say, it was just it was a, a moment of opportunity. And in the past I've just not taken them because I've always played a much more conservative style. And at the moment, I'm just sort of playing FPL Unchained at the moment. And and then, but if I was at a rank like 400k, I wouldn't do this. It's just because I was at 38k, it was like, like, why not? If this goes wrong, I probably just end up in the same boat all of my peers are. And I basically am now because I'm I've dropped from 38k to 126k, and you're up to 157k. So effectively, we are in the same rank bracket now, me and you. Um, and yeah, like just why not give it a go? And the thing that was really interesting about this actually is I do think that there you've just mentioned there and Burmo as a possible you know go why not captain him this game week instead of Harland for example? Um, it's worth pointing out that Harland is not really the main reason for the massive size of my red arrow. Um, that came from a few other areas, you know, players I didn't have rather than having Harland because and the reason I noticed is because. Um, I was on live FPL on Saturday lunchtime when uh, we had the Man City versus Liverpool game. And I uh, was, yeah, 38,900 uh, 38, was my rank on Saturday as the deadline passed. And then Haaland put his first goal in. And at the time, I had eight points and it, it eventually went down to seven. And I only dropped 6K places, which I was, was tiny. I thought, wow, um, I would have expected to lose more rank out of that goal. I mean, I was expecting him to get something, so I wasn't upset. I, I figured it would be take one step back, take three steps forward with an Eze captain. And I probably would have done, as you said, if it came off. Um, so his effective rank, his effective captaincy at my rank bracket was 100... Well, sorry, effective ownership at my rank bracket because of captaincy was 132%. This is Heartland. Um, so to only lose 6K in that rank bracket where things are a little bit more concentrated, it's a lot easier to get red, arrow, red arrows the higher up you are. That sent me a really strong message that Actually, as long as you've got Haaland in a tricky game, <laughs> um, which admittedly Liverpool is and not all of his upcoming ones are, um, then you can go against him and you will take a rank drop, but it won't be as big as hopefully your rank increase from going for the differential. So certainly on my mind to do it again, maybe. Yeah, and that's where the, I suppose, the upside chase the managers. That's the opportunities that they look for when you have a, a Haaland's effective ownership at 130 rather than 180 or 190, you know, the the, the 180s and the 190s are the weeks where you don't go against them if you if you don't want pain. But as you said, the pain wasn't even that bad uh, when when he got his goal and his bonus point or whatever he got. So uh, yeah, it's 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 worth keeping an open mind on because we all aim for you know whatever ranks top 100k, top 50k, top 10k. But it's you know the people who win FPL and you know go into top 500s and top 1000s. It's very often one or two of these gambles pay off just to give you that. If you show a bit of bravery. One or once or twice over the course of the season, if it pays off, you know, if you get a Haaland blank against Liverpool and even a goal and a, and a bonus point or two from Eze, it's it can make a massive difference. So, uh, yeah, I it's not something I'd probably do anytime soon, but if I get towards the end of the season and things are going well, or or I feel like there's a you know a gamble worth taking, um, you know, for example, if you're even if you're 15k and you're trying to get to top 10k, you, you may as well go for it to try and get top 10k if you fall to 49k for me you know 15k 49k is within the same rank bracket so there's not a huge amount of difference so there's there's um there's certainly scope for that uh, in the future for me as well yeah as you say it's just about finding those opportunities you don't do it every time i'm not one of these people that is differential for the sake of it i actually i've never been able to stomach that strategy because i'm i have too much fomo about everybody else um but it's 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 finding those moments when the crowd in inverted commas is going in a direction that you feel either is wrong or you feel is not 
uh, going to damage you as much as it normally would. So yeah, this felt like an opportunity. And I always talk about the multiverse here. There is a parallel universe out there where the David Monday did this and he got a hat trick and he's now top of FPL. So hats off to that version of myself. Hopefully we meet each other one day in some weird kind of crossover event. So yeah, 31 points for me in game week 13. And this is how my team looks for 14, which is a bit annoying. So I didn't sell Bowen because I felt that there was a chance he could play. The transfer was was obviously influenced by giving myself a bench so that Archer could come on for someone rather than Bowen come in for no one. Um so as in in terms of getting rid of Matoma. So my team now is uh, Johnston and, and Anderson going up against West Ham, which I don't massively like going with double up there. Cash at Bournemouth is fine. Simicaz at home to Fulham, that's also fine. Wolves against, uh, sorry, Saka against Wolves, also fine. Salah captaincy at the moment. And then Man City, we've talked about earlier, uh, kind of loosely alluded to it, at home against Spurs, I think that's a good fixture. But yeah, my team definitely feels like it's having some issues now because I now have Bowen and Eze, both orange flagged at 50% each. I've got a stupid Anna van der Ven still on the bench because I kind of refuse to sell them until there's a good defender replacement that I can justify signing in the same week as <laughs> sawing my midfield. So it's going to be hard not to use the wild card between now and 19 if it continues this way. Um what are your thoughts on, on my team right now? Which I, I promise is not a cry for help um, too much. Yeah, it's uh, obviously dependent on... A lot of it's dependent on Bowen. If you got if you got another positive update this week, an, an actual positive update, and if he was available, you'd, you'd straight away, I think, be looking a lot better. Having two injured defenders on the bench, I don't think it's a, it's a huge issue. I mean, I've got Gusto and Bayer, so it's it's basically the same thing. They're, they're useless, whether they're injured or they're, or they're fit. <laughs> so... What, what are your early thoughts? Is it one free transfer and maybe a midfield yeah. transfer you're thinking? Just the one. So I think, I mean, the handy thing is Archer does have another nice fixture this week. Although the fact that he couldn't even get anything against Bournemouth concerns me a little bit. It is Burnley. So then maybe it's okay. I don't know. He hasn't got any returns away from home this year. So I do have a bench option that in a real desperate scenario, I would would feel, and I'm going to put comfortable in inverted commas here, comfortable starting. As you say, it's kind of dependent on the injury news. I kind of need one of Bowen or Eze to be ruled out so I can justify selling them from Burmo. Um, because if they're both fit, they're great options. And, you know, um, Bowen has some really, really nice fixtures, if he can stay fit, right up into game week 18. I think their game week 18 fixture isn't amazing, West Ham, but it's quite nice um, on the earlier side of it. So I'd kind of like it if maybe Eze's injured and Bowen's fine, and then I'll do Eze to Burmo. If they're both fit, I think it's probably still... Eze, but then Palace have Bournemouth in game week 15 and West Ham have Spurs, but then also Spurs right now not playing well. So it's kind of annoying because I <laughs> I, I, I do need Mbermo, but I like yeah, Bowen and Eze think, when they're fit. So it's it's so dependent on the team news. I don't think your team is as bad as it might look on first glance. There's a lot of flags there, obviously, but I think it could it could almost fix itself this week. I think there's a, there's a decent chance. I think you get, you get an Eze ruled out for a while and then and you get a good update on Bowen. Um, West Ham play Europe midweek, don't they? So yeah, that's true. You know, at least there's another chance of some comments from Moyes whether he's involved or not. I would imagine he probably won't be, but at least he'll be probably asked about him and you know, chance of 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 some some updates. So yeah, I think you know, let's let's say Bowen is back and let's say Bumo comes in for Eze. And if you need to play Archer again, it's a good fixture, so it's fine. It's you know that's what the bench options are for. It's to patch things up when you need them and. Again, you might be fighting fires again midweek, but I think you can certainly get through this one without the wild card. And and then just you're probably just you're you're like me. You're you're just 
assessing it you know, week by week. And if it, if it does come to a point where you do need to activate, it's not a big deal. Obviously, we'd like to keep it for 19 or 20. But if, if we need to go early, I'm sure I'm sure you're as open as I am to doing so if if need be. Yeah, if my hand's forced, definitely. Um, I just I really want to stay the course. You know, it's I've never done this before ever. You know, save my wild card this late, and I've always like, this will sound really sad, but I've always dreamed of playing my wild card this late. I mean, it's not up there with you know retire at fifty and you know <laughs> become a millionaire, but it's um it's something I've always wanted to do within the realms of what my FPL hopes and dreams are. So I, I do really want to do it. I suppose the point is not to do it for the sake of doing it late, but doing it for the sake of it being the best play, and I just hope that. I can get there. I mean, part of me is thinking, and I don't know if you've considered this as well, how far are you considered to allow your rank to drop in the sense of let's pretend this is a race, right? And you know you can hit the, the nitro boost in a couple of minutes, right? But you want to time it right. How far do you allow this your your fatigue to allow you to drop back how many places whilst making sure that the, you know, the, the nitro boost that you hit actually gives you that boost? You, you know, because you have to make that judgment i'm kind of thinking in my mind if as long as i can stay in the top 250k before i play it i think i'm fine i think i'm happy with having some rubbish game weeks having maybe back to back because we always talk about medicine game weeks game weeks when we take our medicine when you start to have three or four back to back that's of course when people start thinking about you know um surgery you know how many are you prepared to allow to happen um or is that something you've thought about? Or because I keep thinking about it, I'm like, <laughs> how how bad can this get before I play it? Yeah, it's a good way. It's a good way to think about it. It's probably it's not something that I would have thought before in terms of you know how much am I willing to drop before I activate. But um, it's probably a healthy exercise because it, it it'll it'll make you you know give you a bit more clarity on 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 how what you're willing to take beforehand. I think that's I think what you said. To if you're still top two fifty k. Uh, when you do play the wild card, you, you'd be hoping then that you do get that mega boost from it. Not even a mega boost, but a boost, you know, 100k boost, 150k boost in the, you know, four or five game weeks after you play it. And and it's for me, it's still in the back of my mind as well that, you know, it's it's still probably going to be quite a long time before we play the second wild card. So I do, like you, like the idea of playing it in, in 19 or 20. And I'm kind of hoping as well, you know, if we do stay strong and we don't play it until then, that the landscape, given the chaos that is going to be December, that the landscape will look very different. And, you know, there'll be maybe four or five players that nobody owns at the moment that people are scrambling towards. And then the wild card gives us the leg up on those four or five players when when others can only maybe buy one or two in a short space of time. So, yeah, it's, it's very difficult to, you know, get the balance right of you don't want to take on too much pain um, when you know the wild card's available. But... Um, don't worry, I'll, I'll soon tell you when I think you need it. And <laughs> it's not it's not this week. It's not this yeah. week. Unless if Bo and Andesi were ruled out, maybe then you're looking a bit short, but then you can just take hits. a minus four. Yeah. Then you can just take a minus four. Yeah. And you've got a, you've still got a decent eleven. So uh, it could it could get to midweek or it could get to the following weekend you, and you might need to, but um yeah. Uh, you need an update on Van de Ven, but I presume he's going to be out for another <laughs> while as well. So uh, he's out for a long time, yeah. As is a stupid man. So yeah. really, yeah. This, 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 I mean, the thing is, I, I don't, I, I don't really expect to be playing the wild card this week. It's just that it's obviously starting to come into the conversation because you know, nineteen is on the horizon, and part of me goes, you know, the, the angel and the devil on the shoulder. You know, the devil's like, well, you know, you could play it now. You could play it now, and then the angel's like, no, but. But the, but nineteen is so good. So it's I, I, part of the reasoning is I am going to basically have to play bet- between now and the game nineteen with at most 
uh, 13 players from what I'm being told by Deserbi and Postacoglu, respectively. Uh, and that's, sorry, that's in a world where I have to fix stuff in the 11 every week. There's an there's a entirely real possibility of that. I have kind of been playing with 13 players since about game week four anyway, so I'm kind of an old hand at sort of playing with one hand tied behind my back at this point. So um, it's just about getting through getting through that. But I honestly, I still think that it comes down to timing again, like you just mentioned there. Um Yes, maybe the team's not in great shape now. But for example, like if you were to ask me who were the best five defenders to own in FPL right now, I wouldn't really be able to tell you because there's hardly any great options. And so I would probably be picking my five defenders on a wildcard like kind of blind and maybe based on fixtures rather than any kind of form. And I don't like that. Um, and then hopefully by the time we get to game week 19, the sort of defender, the pool of defenders will have kind of elevated itself so that we've got clear standout options again. Um, there's a few. I'm not saying they all suck, but like last week, it was I nearly signed Lascelles, and I probably should have done because he scored. But <laughs> I don't think I'd ever in my life considered one transfer in a game week being to sign a Newcastle defender about to play Chelsea. That's just nuts. That's when you don't sign a new defender. So that's what that's just where we are right now. So the timing is wrong. The timing is wrong for a wild card. The the player pool's uh, yeah, not ready. I've, it's it's it, the game is FPL, but we're 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 basically firefighters this season aren't we I think <laughs> yeah. by, by the time we get to game week 19 we should have our, our paperwork should be arriving through the post that we're we're fully qualified firefighters because we've done a we've done 19 game weeks of it that, that's that's what the way the game's been recently you know especially your team is a good example it's it's been injury after injury for for five or six game weeks and the problem for us is it's probably going to continue like that given the you know the short turnaround between games and stuff like that and you know a lot of teams like Newcastle and a few others have very busy schedules so it's going to be there's going to be hamstrings popping probably left right and center and we need to just hope especially for your team that you uh, <laughs> your team doesn't pop any pop any more hamstrings oh man yeah we need to wrap my team in cotton wool I might visit the houses of all of these players and just yeah cover them in bubble wrap and get them inside those big zorb football things and yeah, the lengths I would go to to make sure they're all properly protected, I will go very far. Um, but yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Um, well, we've talked about planning for the future and we've talked about hoping for the future. And of course, on Boxing Day, uh, sorry, uh, a couple of days before Boxing Day, sorry, um, we will have the blank game week 18. Um, it's about time we started talking about it, he says, having already talked about it. Um, but yeah, that's order number one today, isn't it, Mark? Yeah, order number one, start preparing for blank game week 18. And again, very often the orders I send across are directed towards myself as much as viewers and listeners because I have probably been guilty recently of playing short-term FPL, which which is what I often do. And then game weeks creep up on me and I, and I end up being underprepared. So I kind of covered it earlier, though, that I'm not hugely concerned because you know the loose plan is... Bumo comes in, Bumo goes out again, Alvarez goes at some point, you know, even for a, a Darwin or an Isak or a Solanke, there's there's plenty of options out there. And else, yeah, it's, it's probably just a matter of benching Haaland that week, making sure I have a good captain um in that in that blank game week 18. And and if I get there and I've only got 10 players, if I've had three or four good game weeks before that, I don't mind taking a bit of a hit in terms of many league position or rank in that game week. I'll, I'll be hoping to make it up then, you know, win a wild card or whenever that is. So, but it is, everybody I think needs to keep it in mind. Um, You know, every move you make now, you need to think, you know, does, how, how does this impact game week 18? And am I comfortable with that? Is it going to be, give me one player less? Is it going to give me one player more? Um, You know, the bench is important. If you've got, Players that don't play, if you've got injured players, then 
you've obviously got to consider, you know, letting some of them go to give yourself the best possible chance of having 11 players that week. Um, in an ideal world, you have 11 players, you have a good captain, you have the key assets from that game week in terms of fixtures. And you just, you just plan as best as you can. FPL makes it hard to prepare for a game week like 18 because you've got Bowens, you've got Matomas, you've got, you know, Van de Vens, you've got loads of injuries and, and there's probably going to be more to come. So plan for it as best you can. And who knows, the the majority of FPL managers, by the time we get there, there could be two or three big injuries for popular assets. And we could all be saying, I'm just going to play with 10, I'm just going to play with nine and get through it. So, you know, things will change, but don't, I, I suppose it comes back to weak links. If you've got weak links and if, if you've got no other issues, it's probably a good time to start fixing those weak links, not just for blank game week 18, but there's going to be rotation when there's, I think the West Ham have something like 10 games in 34 days. I, I heard in commentary this week, yeah. it's it's going to be crazy. There's going to be rotation. Um, so be prepared as best you can. Don't, you know, ignore really good picks to, you know, fix a 4 million bench option. You know, for example, I wouldn't be getting, I'm not going to get rid of Gusto this week for a Lascelles when I can get Mbumo into my midfield, for example. So get the points first and foremost from the good assets. And, and then after that, try and try and be prepared as best you can for 18. Mm. You've actually helped me look at it in a completely brand new light just there. Um, perhaps unintentionally. So I've been, I've been going around telling everybody, Make all your transfers with 18 in mind. Hold your Villa players. Don't sell them. You know, get some Newcastle players on board, all kind of stuff like that. I mean, I think that's all relatively sound strategy. But the point you just made there about it doesn't actually necessarily matter which strategy you go with, whether or not it's capitalise on the short term and then treat 18 like a medicine week, in effect. Or alternatively, you build everything into 18 and you maximise 18, maybe and sort of treat 15 or 16 as your medicine weeks in order to maximise that. It actually doesn't really matter which of those two camps you go for. I've been firmly in the just think about 18. But the way you've explained it there is like, actually, it doesn't really matter which way you go as long as you know what you're doing and you make sure that every single decision you make ties into whichever strategy you've gone with. And we've seen, and what I've loved about this FBL season so far is we have seen lots of different camps and lots of different schools of thoughts that are kind of contrasting with each other. Um, uh, people are playing the game in very different ways. We've been a classic example of this because for a long time I was Salah, no Trippier, and then you were Trippier, no Salah. Um, you know, obviously that's changed of late. But you know we were in two completely opposing camps. We were kind of largely having similar kind of seasons and we saw lots of different styles all having some success. And so based on what we've seen so far, there's every, po- every possibility that those who prioritise game week 18 and sacrifice a couple of the game weeks beforehand can maybe come out on the other side of 18 in a good rank position. And conversely, maybe you completely kind of say, now I'm going to treat that as a medicine week and try and get as many points in the bank beforehand so that when I inevitably drop rank in 18, it takes me from somewhere I'm super happy to be to somewhere I'm happy to be on balance when the period is, is, has run its course. Um, and so the the key is then always make sure all your decisions tap into your strategy. Are you team A? Are you team B? A being prioritize it, B kind of ignore it. And make sure that you do things that tie in with that eventual outcome, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, that's probably how people should think about it, rather than being surprised by it when it turns up. Because I tell you, my dad definitely will be. When he comes to game with 18 he's like, what? <laughs> what, what do I do? And he won't have got Pretty the points in the bag. <laughs> He'll be uh, he'll be free hitting Tim Reeman for the Burnley fixture. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, even just just to sum up what you said there, it's um, 
play it play it your way hmm. there's you can you can not worry too much about 18 which is probably going to be my approach or you can really make sure you have a good game week in 18 which is easy to you can plan for that but again i, I look at the fixtures in 18 and i think this is why I'm not too worried about planning for it either because let me just double check about the right fixtures. You've got Palace against Brighton. That can go either way. Yes, Villa have a good fixture against Sheffield United, but two very tricky ones beforehand. I'm just going to hold Watkins all the way through, I would imagine, and I'll let Matty Cash go. And, and even letting Matty Cash go probably around game week 15, he could always come back in as the transfer in game week 18 for, for the Sheffield United fixture, for example. West Ham play Manchester United. Again, that's a tricky one to call on paper. Newcastle away to Luton, good fixture, but Luton have been better. Uh, good to see them getting their first win. I've got Gordon, so I'll probably just hold him right the way through. Again, maybe maybe you might want to start thinking, and this comes into planning as well, like when are you going to bring players back if you don't have Trippier by that point? Maybe that's a possible transfer in in game week 18 or an Isak. Forest play Bournemouth again, tricky game to call. Spurs play Everton. I'm probably just going to hold Jungman Son right the way through. Liverpool play Arsenal. Again, not ideal that that falls in blank game week 18 when a lot of us are going to have maybe three or four picks from those teams. And then it's Wolves-Chelsea. Again, you're probably back in Chelsea there, but you know Wolves are having a pretty good season. So again, the fixtures don't scream uh, free hit to me. Uh, maybe you would triple Villa, you might triple Newcastle, but even then, I think free hit's better, you know, better kept for later in the season. I'd, I'd happily take a red arrow in 18 and still have my free hit for, for a later date. Hmm. Yeah, I was actually just going to mention about the free hit. Glad you said what you did there because I completely agree. I think it, it doesn't scream free hit at all. The, the 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 pool of players for this one doesn't offer up enough uh, balance between players we can trust um, and players with good fixtures, basically, because the play, the teams with good fixtures are not players we can trust, and the players historically we've trusted have poorer fixtures by and large. Um, so I think that don't be scared of other people free hitting if you're not. But then the other thing is also just tying back in with start planning for it now. I would decide now, it, well, obviously lots can change. I would decide now whether or not you are inclined to free hit. Because if you are inclined to free hit, then it gives you a free hand to play around with the next few weeks. And if you're inclined not to, then it maybe uh, alters your transfer strategy between now and then as well. So yeah, that's kind of like the overarching thought here is like, just make up your mind about what you want to do. <laughs> and then just kind of do everything that tallies along with that. And don't end up like my dad, who I can guarantee you. I mean, I, I basically, I don't want to warn him that it's coming up, even though I want to warn him because he's my dad. I also want to make sure that it's going to be maximum levels of entertainment when he experiences the shock and horror, probably in front of me on Christmas Day or, or some kind of Christmas festive event that we're at. <laughs> So surely, yeah. <laughs> surely, I'm just like surely the church, surely the church that he goes to and his fellow church scores in the FPL money league. Surely there'll be a, you know, you have your notice board with all the, the timings <laughs> for service at a Christmas. Surely there's going to be a little notice as well, just warning blank game week just to just to inform them. I'll I'll have a word with the people who run his church, and I won't tell him, and we'll just test how observant he is of the church notice board. Um, he's probably more observant than most. He's a very organised person when it comes to basically everything in life apart from fantasy football. So, um, yeah, maybe that's the the way to, to help him out. But I I kind of this feels mean. I kind of want. I kind of want him to be sort of like reacting so that we get some great content for the video afterwards, which is a terrible way to talk about one's own father. But hey, um, let's have a look at how he got on in Game Week 13. Uh, it, thankfully enough, he got fewer points than me. Uh, so I got 31. He got 28. Not a good week for him. Uh, he uh, got Ward Prowse in uh, for uh, Matoma. 
kept hold of Bowen and had started him because um, he was he felt he was going to play. But yeah, just 28 points. Johnston, White, Trippier, Zuma, Ward-Prowse and Bermo, Diaby, Son captaincy, Haaland, Ferguson and Alvarez. Like, it's not a bad team on paper, but he's had two really awful weeks in a row. And very sadly, he has relinquished top spot in the Church League. He's actually down to fourth. He was top and he's dropped to fourth in one game week. Three people... Uh, Holy Trinity, perhaps, have all risen above him. And yeah, I do feel for him. And he's, he's still got Nathan Collins as well, who's out for a long time. He, he was in that iconic, nobody owns him except him and his mum column of defenders from Tim Ream to Nathan Collins. And now he's injured. Very sad. It was funny when I when I read a tweet to say Nathan Collins is injured. There's only one person I thought of. I was like, ah, oh, that's that's a problem for David's dad to uh, deal with. And he doesn't even know. He wouldn't have even known about it. He 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 would not have known about it until he signed into his to his app as well, which is which is great. I should just say, by the way, I want to say thank you to all the people that did watch the deadline stream on Saturday because I'm not joking when I say I was inundated with people asking me what my dad's transfer was, and I did never expected this at the start of the season that. The deadline is is ticking away on a game week when everyone wants to know what's happened with Bowen. There was all sorts of people trying to work out who's in the Man City team. And then some people took it upon themselves. You know what I need to know right now? I need to know who David's dad is signing this week. No, you don't. No, you don't, because it will be terrible. It will be, it, it's not a good idea. Just wait until you watch this video. And also, very kind of other people to say they even want some merch to do with my dad. When I When we announced last week about the new site... Couple of people, so it's not even just one person. This is more than one person. Was like, will there be any merchandise about David's dad from General Orders? Like, wow, we've made it. <laughs> we've made it. People want people want a hat with my he dad needs, on it. Uh, he needs his own uh, YouTube show on the on the Scout <laughs> YouTube channel. Maybe maybe something for twenty twenty four. Oh yeah, well I mean, if he knew how to use a computer, then then maybe. Um, I don't know if I got the t- the time and the patience to teach my dad how to use YouTube. I think that's just a non-starter. Although maybe it will pay me back for all those years he tried to teach me algebra and I didn't get it. So um, you know, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. <laughs> Um, let's move on to our second order then of the day, which uh, we've talked quite a lot about him, uh, Brian and Burmo. Well, here he is on the screen right now. It's a pretty simple order, this one, isn't it, Mark? Yeah, order number two, very simple, by Brian. So by Mr. Mbumo. A lot of people, I think, who don't have him, they, you know, they might log into the FPL website. They might look at his fixtures. They might see the blank in 18. They might also think... African combinations, he's going to be away in January, but just don't worry about any of that stuff because this is one of the best FPL picks in the game this season. He's got numerous routes to points and he's got the fixtures. Luton at home, Brighton away, zero clean sheets, I think I'm right in saying, for Brighton this season, and Sheffield United away, who gave up a lot of chances again at the weekend. So there could be plenty of goals for Brentford over the next three game weeks. And even Aston Villa at home, in game week 17, I think it's fine. So you probably give him four game weeks and then maybe make him the transfer out in game week 18 if you're not able to hide him on your bench for for afterwards, 19 and 20 for Mbumo, it's Wolves and Palace. And, and then Forest, so it's, it's actually quite good long-term uh, if you can hide him on the bench in game week 18. Penalties, set pieces, chances from open play, right at the top, you know, top three, top four in the met, most of the attacking metrics after 13 game weeks. So don't, if you've got any hesitation, don't worry about it. Don't worry about 18. Just bring him in and hopefully we'll all be enjoying his points over the next three or four game weeks. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, his credentials this week, if it wasn't for Haaland and the Spurs' current situation, captainable as well, as you mentioned earlier on. I mean, I know that you, I can tell you won't do that and that's that's a that's a uh, compliment, by the way, because we know how you play FPL and this isn't how you play it. But um, 
you know, and I promise I'm not asking this because I want to do something crazy on this Saturday again. <laughs> but he's in the conversation, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I, I think I think he's in the top three, possibly, for captains this week. Um, I think Haaland's always there. Salah's got a great fixture at home to fill him. Uh, and then I I would put, probably put Bimo number three in my in my captaincy options this week once he's in my team. So he's he certainly is. I think he's, yeah, similar to Eze last week. Penalties, the fixture, you know, he's passing the eye test. Then, you know, if, if someone's came to me and said, I'm going to captain in Bimo this week, I'm definitely not saying don't do that because he's having a very, very good season. Hmm. And I suppose comparing it with the Eze one, he obviously got the injury and he was someone who had had an injury, what, about a month before he came, before that particular game. So that's just, in hindsight, that was that was silly, right? We don't have that with Burma. You know, we, the, we, we sort of have all these little checkboxes. And Burma's fitness is fine as well. So it's, it was it, a, it's better. Just, just yeah. on the fitness, there was a, I think there was a comment I heard on Match of the Day as well that Mbumo has started the last 70 consecutive Premier League oh, wow. games. I need to double check that, but it, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me to hear something yeah. like that. Yeah, well, absolutely. So, I mean, I was going to say, I mean, he, he is a he's an absolute minute man. I, I I didn't know what the numbers were. I mean, yeah, if that ends up being true, when confirmed, I would completely believe that because when you think about how often we've seen him play, so he he very much is is a more secure option there. And of course, the other thing is at home as well um, against Luton rather than at the Kenny. So um, it does hand Brentford a bit of an advantage as well. People want to go for something different. It be there being Salah and Haaland this week. I think I would be more of a fool to captain and Burmo this week. With that in mind, having failed with Eze last week, um, probably, <laughs> I think I probably should just just go back to being sensible and just captain Salah. But we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how crazy I feel on Saturday. Um, just on a side note, just the for the for the people watching on YouTube, I hope you can still see me. I, I always make the mistake of <laughs> forgetting to put the light on in the in the room when I'm recording, and the Scottish light is diminishing minute by minute. So. Uh, by the end of this video, you, it might just be audio only and you, you can't even see me. So uh, hopefully I'm just about still there for now. No, you're, st- you're still absolutely fine. Uh, but it's worth pointing out that we do actually both record this video uh, from pretty much opposite ends of the UK. It must be an opposite ends of the UK thing because I'm all the way down in Plymouth, about as far away as you can get and still be in the UK from Scotland. And yeah, the light is going here as well to the extent that I actually turned my light on before we started recording. So <laughs> so it means that as it gets darker, the room actually gets yellower uh, because then uh, my light becomes more obvious. So, yeah, we're old hands at having to look out the window, those of us who live at opposite ends of the UK. I'm guessing that the lighting is a little bit better outside of that. Who knows? Well, we should know because we have people come on these shows from all parts of the country. But, hey, fingers crossed we can still see you by the end of the show, Mark, because we still have one more order. Uh, here it is. Uh, we had Mbomo on the screen, and now we've got an Aston Villa defender, the money man himself, Matty Cash. What's your thoughts with him? Yeah, order number three is cash out and I'm going to put soon in brackets because Bournemouth is okay this week Bournemouth are a I think they're a much better attacking side now than they were at the start of the season so I'm not really confident of an Aston Villa clean sheet I'm never really confident of an Aston Villa clean sheet they're a very good attacking side but haven't there hasn't been too many shutouts so far this season so cash has been pretty disappointing very disappointing really I, I remember bringing him in as part of a three transfer move for a minus four. My only minus four of the season involved Cash coming in and Jared Bowen coming in. Bowen did well, but Cash has not. Good underlying statistics, you know, first eight game weeks of the campaign, but they've tailed off big time now. He's on four yellow cards, I think, as well, which is a concern. And after the Bournemouth game, it's two very tricky fixtures. So I feel like 
If you've got other fires to fight this week, you can just play them against Bournemouth and then maybe look to sell them in game week 15. If you're one of the lucky managers that does not have any injury issues elsewhere in your team, I think it's absolutely fine to let him go as well ahead of the Bournemouth fixture. You know, off at half time with the yellow card. I think he's even a slight rotation risk now as well. There's certain systems that, you know, Emery can use. We've seen it at a couple of occasions earlier in the season, maybe more so in other competitions where, you know, he can play concert right back. He can start Leon Bailey and sometimes Cash can drop out of the team. So there's, I don't think he's a 100% sure starter anymore after the weekend. Uh, the four yellows, the fixtures, it's all pointing towards, you know, selling an underperforming FPL pick. Uh, the fixtures have cleared up a little bit for some of the other options as well. I still think, you know, for my team, for example, I've got Gabriel, but I like Saliba as well. Uh, Saliba to me is even more secure than Gabriel as a pick for the busy period. Shouldn't be any, you know, rotation or benches for Saliba or at least very little. And then I, I really like Pedro Porro as well. Um, maybe not this week because it's Manchester City, but game week 15, when I get there, if there's no other issues, it's probably going to be a, a shootout between Saliba or Poro to replace Matty Cash in my team. And, and I'm not going to keep Cash just because he has a good game in 18. I want to I want to focus on the three, you know, two or three games before that with, with someone who I think will, will get me more points. Yeah, he's certainly uh, someone I've been thinking about getting rid of for a while. Um, and... I have a little bit more sentimentality and cash, pardon pun, tied up in him. I can only sell him for 4.8 because I've had him since game week one. I had him at 4.5. Um, funny enough, when you said uh, about, um, you know, if you've got injuries, then maybe sell him. I'm Funnily enough, in my team, I'm thinking if I've got injuries, I might need to keep him because he's one of the only ones who's actually fit. Um, so so I suppose it is also team dependent is what I'm trying to say. Um in an ideal world, I would love to be able to... Well, so this is the other thing about that cost. If you have had him since the beginning, arguably he's more benchable because you're benching someone who... Benching somebody's 4-8 for you is, is different to benching somebody who's like 5 million for you because you know you could release those 5 million in funds and maybe go to a different bracket versus a 4.8. So um, he's certainly a player that has disappointed... Um, and I wouldn't be against selling him, but I also wouldn't be against benching him for four week, for three weeks and then starting him in 18. Just, we'll just see. We'll just see um, how the landscape shifts, um, really. But yeah, it'll be, was, yeah. It's set up perfectly FPL wise to, you know, <laughs> everyone sell, everyone sells him. And then so give me 18 when, when we no longer have him for a very good fixture, that's when he, he bangs a brace. I'm, I'm pretty sure he scored a brace already this season, didn't he? So, uh, he did. Yeah. That was be, game week three. Yeah. The FPL gods could be planning something like that for Game Week 18. I tell you what, if that happens, right, and I've kept him and I start him for Game Week 18, I want officially no comments from anyone that was jammy, okay? <laughs> so I'm just going to book that in now. That was called squad management, thank you very much. Uh, but I don't know if I'm necessarily going to be able to do it. That is that is the other thing. But I was just having a look at how they get on at home because this is kind of where uh, people do kind of talk about them home versus away. And... Um, what I found really interesting, I hadn't actually noticed this until just now. From what I can see, they haven't actually kept a clean sheet at Villa Park since game week two when they beat Everton. So you are really, really needing him to get an attacking return. Uh, and uh, yes, they did. Uh, he, sorry, he did get a clean sheet in game week 10 at home against Luton, but then the team conceded. So, you know, that is good luck. That is good luck that he got subbed off before um, the goal was conceded. So you can't bank on those kind of things happening again. So um, when you put when you look at it in that context... It does make it 
it just puts more onus on him getting the attacking returns. And if there's reasons that are going to hinder that, like, for example, two of the next home matches being Man City and Arsenal, you know, um, the fact that it's at Villa Park isn't necessarily a mitigating factor. And then have Sheffield United in game week 18. Guaranteed now what will happen is they'll... This could also happen, right? This could also happen. People hold him until this point because they expect him to get a clean sheet against Sheffield United. And then because of what we just talked about, they don't. And it's Cameron Archer who scores the goal when he's third on everyone's bench. That is very FPL thing to happen as well. <laughs> or what I what I hope happens as someone who's planning to sell him in game week 15, <laughs> yellow card game week 17, and he misses game uh, week 18. Yeah, no, that'll be it. I'm, that'll a cruel, be sure. I'm a cruel FPL manager. <laughs> but in that same game, we get subbed off in the 59th minute, right? I would just top it <laughs> off. It? Get booked in the 58th minute. Subbed off in the 59th. Clean sheet. Still intact by the 60th. And then the whoever they're facing, what, in 17? Brentford. They score in the 90th minute. <laughs> that's, that's the ultimate general ordered um, bit of FPL heartbreak. Maybe maybe one day when we've retired from FPL, that's what happens to us. We go on to become FPL gods who get to decide all these crazy stories. And boy, we could we could cook up some pretty sinister stuff, couldn't we, Mark? Yeah, there's certainly there's certainly people up there doing that already. You know, <laughs> it blows my mind how 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 things happen sometimes in FPL. Yeah, it is it is crazy. Well, we're all here for it. We will probably never stop playing this game, even when it's horrible to us. So uh, we just keep on moving. We keep on moving. And a good way to keep yourself moving, of course, uh, is to uh, do check out that Fantasy Football Scout membership offer as well, because lots of numbers we've talked through on this show and lots of numbers that we talk through on kind of a lot of these shows. If you want the ability to be able to sort of play around with that on your own and to make some of your own decisions for some of that data and do some cool comparisons as well, then do sign up for that membership. And if also you're short a gift for your dad in your life, or just any other person who likes football gifts, then doing it now, your scout membership, get the free gift from Good Team on Paper and the seven-day free trial. Double whammy, two good things, uh, one stone there. So then also the, the merch site as well. Get yourself some gifts for people by going to www.fantasyfootballmerch.co.uk and using the Black Friday 25 discount code when you check out. Now, speaking of checking out, it's about time for us to do that, uh, Mark, as we head into the next few days uh, of uh, preparation for game week 14. Uh, some press conferences as well, hoping that we're not going to be relying so much on injury news on Friday <laughs> as we have been of late, right? Yeah, hopefully it's a, a calmer Friday in terms of news and, and hopefully everyone comes through these European games as well because, yeah, people like yourself uh, and, and to a lesser extent myself, we, we can't really afford any more injuries because uh, we want to keep those wild cards for later. Absolutely. Fingers crossed we can keep those in our back pocket. One last thing, of course, is to uh, hit the like button if you enjoyed this video, or even if you didn't enjoy this video, but you generally like our content hit the like button anyway because it's a great way to support the channel it's completely free and if you subscribe to the channel and hit that bell notification you will not miss a thing and we are on a mission to make sure all of our viewers are subscribers as well so that we are doing you guys justice by bringing you content as and when you need it but with that we shall leave you fine folks to enjoy the rest of your preparation for game week 14 and we shall see you next time goodbye bye bye